0: This podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. This is a script tease episode where we talk through some of the world's greatest plays, jump through the major plot points, give some background and of course spoil the endings all in less than five minutes. We do the hard work so you can do the easy listening. Today we get real with The Cherry Orchard by Anton Chekhov in 1903. Why is it called that? This play continuously references a family cherry orchard that may need to be sold and cut down for financial reasons. Much of the play is about the sibling leads not wishing to lose their family orchard. This is a symbol for old Russia. beautiful as it is in people's minds, needing to be transformed. Even though there are financial issues faced by the female lead, she has acres of cherries she could make into jam and sell, but the recipe has been lost. And so they are just symbolic of memories of great things. This is Russian realism. Lots of characters, lots of relationships, symbolism everywhere. Act 1. Welcome to Russia in May, early in the morning, cherry trees come up straight away, which is good because of the title, the trees are in bloom despite the cold. The May, Danyasha, and a visiting friend at Lopkin, a successful businessman who was once a humble peasant, is dressed in a white suit with ugly yellow shoes. They are waiting in the home of Roneski, who has been in Paris for five years. Also at home is Simon, nicknamed Simple Simon because he is beyond clumsy. Raneski arrived with lots of people. Some who were in Paris with her, others just met her at the station. One, her daughter Anya, two, her foolish brother, Gaev, her adopted daughter, Vaya, her servant, Yasha, a governess named Charlotte who has a dog, and an elderly man-servant named Furs. Although Renevsky is happy to be home, soon we discover perhaps all is not well. Anya and Vaya discuss the state of their financial situation. Their mother is spending money like crazy, so their house is up for sale to settle the debts, and it is said that she has been living in poverty in Paris. Why did mother run away to Paris? Probably because her husband passed away and her son drowned a month later. Then we hear a few solutions to their financial troubles. The cherry trees come up again. Lopkin, once a peasant now a businessman, says they should divide the land and build summer cottages they can lease out. Ranevsky and her brother dislike this idea as it would mean cutting down the family's huge and cherished cherry orchard. Lopkin even offers a loan so they can follow his plan to subdivide, the best plan from his point of view. Three other options at table to deal with Renevsky's inability to stop spending. A scheme devised by some banker friends, convincing Lopkin to lend the money without cutting the trees, and the possibility of a wealthy aunt coming to the rescue. Meanwhile, Peter arrives, the tutor of Grisha, the son who drowned, bringing up bad memories. Act 2. Love triangles with servants. Simple Simon loves the maid, the maid loves the manservant, and the manservant loves no one but himself. There are more arguments about subdividing the estate, mainly concerning the removal of the family's beloved Cherry Orchard. Ranevsky reveals she has a lover in Paris who wishes her to return, but he is cruel. The sound of a snapping string is heard. What is it? Peter the tutor arrives and lambasts Russian intellectualism. Vaya thinks the tutor and Anya are having an affair, but it's not true. Simple Simon plays his guitar while Vanya calls out for help. Act 3. A lot is said in this act, without much happening, but I do know that is the point. It is the day of the auction, so they throw a party. Charlotte, the governess, does some magic for the guests, while the family worries about the outcome. Their plans have fallen through, with not enough money coming from the aunt or the bankers. The siblings fight about the orchard, her inability to face the truth, and his seeming inability to find love. It is revealed that Lopkin has bought the estate and plans to subdivide. Goodbye, orchard. Anya tries in vain to comfort her mother. Act 4. October, the orchard has been cut down. Everyone is leaving to start again elsewhere. Gaev, the brother, plans to live in the town, working at a bank. Anya will go off to school, and Renevsky will leave for Paris with her manservant to rejoin her lover. Lopkin offers to find Charlotte a job. The manservant leaves the maid, who is upset without being given a second thought, and Anya tearfully says goodbye to her mother. Anya hopes the ailing furs has been sent to hospital. Manservant Yasha assures Anya that he has. Renevsky hopes Lopkin will propose to Varya, but he leaves Varya crying alone. Finally, the siblings say goodbye to their house. Everyone leaves, locking the doors behind them. It is revealed that the ill 87-year-old Furs, the servant, was left in the house. He laments his lot and dies on the couch to the sound of a snapping string and an axe cutting down a cherry tree. If you didn't know the play before, you do now, a bit. If you like the sound of it, have a read. That was tease. And remember, this is just our version of the player's story, highlighting the bits that we think are important. You may also have your favourite bits and moments that you want to mention. If you do, please leave a comment on SoundCloud or Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. That is all from us at The Aside and this episode of Tease. There are a load of episodes in the bank, including more Tease and over 200 episodes of The Aside. If you would like to ask us a question, do not hesitate to do so at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here, to Aaron Searle for providing the music, to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support, and of course, thank you for listening.